Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. One more play, and then if Minnesota does not stop the clock, the Super Bowl will be history. Running with the ball is Robert Hall. The tackle is made by Lonnie Warwick. The Vikings do not stop the clock, and you can count it down yourself. The score is 23 to 7. Stram is already on the shoulders of his players. And after being vanquished by Green Bay in 1967, the Chiefs are the champions of pro football. From the 44, they fake it to Floyd. Young to the air, young to Jerry Rice. Touchdown, San Francisco. Well, that's quite a statement their defense made. The lightning bolts were just hit by one. Jerry Rice, his fifth Super Bowl a touchdown, splitting defensive safety men. And it was almost like they were paralyzed there. Almost like they were looking for an autograph as he went by. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Who will emerge victorious from Super Bowl 54? There you heard the last times the two teams that are going to be playing head-to-head on Super Sunday hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program presented this week by DiGiorno. Stock up on DiGiorno Pizza for the big game. DiGiorno. The big game is a, uh, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. But the big game is the one I just was referring to. Was there a Lombardi Trophy by Super Bowl four? I would guess no. I don't think so either. I would guess no. Oh, you know what? Before we start kibitzing, uh, let's say hello to him. Hello. You hear the voice already. Buongiorno. Of the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. He's on NFL Now every Thursday and Friday at minimum on NFL Network. And he is, of course, uh, one half of the finest radio show in all the land. All right. Petros and Money on iHeartRadio. It's Matt Money Smith. What's the poop, fella? Oh. Oh. Got a little... Uh... Little Dick Banks, huh? That's enough. Let's yeah. just talk about football. And I do want to point out though, because she it. did it. Yeah. Just real quick. You know, love the fine folks over there uh, that are sponsoring the program today. A lot of people say DiGiorno. 
Uh-huh. But just think of it as the Italian greeting for good day, buongiorno. Yeah. So it's di giorno. Di giorno. Di giorno. I don't know why I'm giorno. What's your favorite? Well, see, we could talk all Super Bowl, but everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 making their picks. We'll make our Red Challenge flight picks in just a second here, but we can talk about other stuff. We're not tethered to that and that alone. Of course, we love talking about the, the game of life, and that will be played on the Monday after Super Sunday. You know, and that's exactly what, right. And that's when the DDFP oh, really, really hits, its, hits its peak. Yeah, because like people say in midseason form, that's not good enough. That's when we get into postseason form. You know, I like that. We're in postseason. I like form it all through the off season. It's my favorite time of the year to do the uh, the DDFP. It's yeah, in the off. We let our hair down a little know? bit and we kibitz a little, but we could talk about Italy, but we'll do that. You know what? We'll do that in the off season. We have plenty of time to plenty do to that. Get to here. And uh, Eddie Spaghetti's back there and he's got a hat on. Yeah, uh, you know, newsflash. Look, he's got his newspaper boy. I don't know what he's doing. I have a. I uh, really don't know what he's doing. I have a little happy hour situation going on after work. So extra, extra. I'm going to happy is hour. It, see, is it, is it a newsies theme? Happy my, hour. Uh, it's like my Peaky Blinders hat. That's what I wear. Oh, okay. I wear it from time to time when I go. Yeah, I know you I do. do. It's a quick fix to not do my hair. Because uh, hand up, I was very late getting ready this morning. So <laughs> because I, uh, nobody's got baseball <laughs> caps anymore. I have a lot of those, but like it looks sloppier, and I wore like a nicer shirt. I, you did? Part, yeah, yeah, it's a little wrinkled, but it's nice. It's button, it has buttons on. Where are you going to a happy hour? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going it. with my uh, my college roommate, so I don't know where we're going. Oh, good. Yeah. Why? But uh, why does the First of all, I love the uh, the kind of self-interview, the exchange he had with himself. Um, well, because I got a uh, happy hour situation, Covering and I don't want to have to do my hair hand up. I don't have to, like, that That whole exchange you just had with yourself. Why the hat? What, why does that equal a need to wear your... Because of my... I have... Extra, extra, my old college chums in right? town. We're going <laughs> to knock a few back. No, he lives here, but I had to just, oh. I didn't have time to just... To yeah, but why do you have to doll yourself up to go to a happy hour well, I'm with in a public. college buddy? I'm, I'm in public. What do you mean? I'm in public all the time. I look like a bum. I always do here. I dress like a slob. Right. I felt... I felt so, so you dress like a slob at work, <laughs> but you clean yourself up to go to a happy hour with a college buddy. Because Ken's in town. Yes. Yeah. Ken's here. We're going out. We're, we're going to go drink a couple of beers. Ken's- if you work your way up the corporate ladder let's maybe think of <laughs> reversing those things like yeah. hey, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna clean myself up for work and then i can be a slob when i go to happy hour now with that my we, college uh, buddies now that we talked about it out loud it, that, make, it. Yeah, that makes more sense okay. right <laughs> um let's you know what let's talk some football here very quickly i'll do before we get too far um away from it which always happens. i asked mina kimes this uh you know name the sports media icon here in the 21st century roughly one year ago this question, and I notice um, uh, Kevin Clark from the Ringer has been kibitzing about that this week, or, or some extension of this um, this question. And now I ask it to you, Matt Money Smith, and your esteemed uh, insight on the great game of pro football. A decade from now, are we talking about Patrick Mahomes as not in the conversation? Is he the greatest quarterback we've ever seen? One decade from now, or if you want to make it fifteen years, I'll to- say it is set up. It is certainly set up between the talent, the coach, and the team he has around him. It is set up for him to be able to take that title. Uh, just not not my opinion, but in talking to people around the game, I actually had a conversation with someone that said verbatim, he is the most talented quarterback I have ever seen in my 30-plus years of scouting. So mm-hmm. when you have that, 
combined with arguably the greatest play caller uh, since, let's say, maybe Bill Walsh in, in Andy Reid, and then you combine that with the league's two fastest players and a tight end who has put up a four-year stretch that we've never seen, it's set up to certainly end that way. Well, and also, at least in the short term, meaning the upcoming 60 minutes, and in fact, last year too, the fact that they don't have a high-end run game is, uh, you know, since Kareem Hunt at least moved on. Which they did have. Yeah. And it is no longer there. It, I mean, on one hand, it would be good to have because it improves their chances of winning. But for Patrick Mahomes, the figure in this one, the central figure of Super Bowl 54, really win or lose. And I talked about that on my athletic show, which is free if you want to go dig it up uh, hey uh, this week. Uh, football fact check. Go check it out. But uh, or check it out. <laughs> oh, that's a good pun. Um, that's a good pun. We talked about that. Uh, we talked about that very subject is that win or lose. It kind of, I guess, is like Cam Newton back in 50. Win or lose, you can say right now that that is the most desirable conversation to be had in the 20 minutes to half hour after the Super Bowl wraps up, right? I mean, that's that's where the biggest gag will be, no matter the outcome right. of this game. The, do you agree with that? I do. I do. And I just want to go back. You, you, you touched on something there that, you know, when you talk about teams that are close that have the talent that are trying to get over that hump oftentimes they're looking for a pass rusher a left tackle um you know a, a hard to find position in the draft when you talk about the Chiefs what did you say you know and this is without a running game. okay well guess what you're going to go into the draft and history has shown us that in the second in the third in the sixth, you can get a talented running back to play. They could take two swings in the draft with the fact that their offensive line is settled, their quarterback position is settled, wide receivers, tight ends. They got Frank Clark as a pass rusher, Chris Jones on the interior of that line. They could probably use corner. I would assume that's what they'll spend their first draft pick on. But, I mean, they they are set up when they add that draft pick in the 2020 draft. They're going to take a swing on one of these running backs. They'll have it all. Like, it's just – it's it's crazy – and, and I remember having this conversation, you know, in the Chargers who play him twice a year about the Chiefs, and they said the pressure that that offense puts on you between the scheme, the creative play calling, and just the freaking speed they have on the field is ridiculous. You know, and, and again, just to selfish and be biased here, applaud the Chargers that nobody's played them better. It is weird. No one has played them better than Gus Bradley's teams, defense. Yeah, it really is true that that. Uh, but they acknowledge it's a nightmare preparing for that team. Yeah, all that sweep action before you just, it's not just raw. Hey, Tyree Kill, run past everybody. Right. Yeah, all that sweep action that uh, that lures the eyes of defenders, and then you have those guys running behind. We'll get into the game picks because I am in, in the game pick because I'm interested in what that pass rush can do to wreck that extra beat that Patrick Mahomes probably needs to find Miko Hardman and, um, and, you know, Sammy Watkins looms as a possible key figure in this one, um, as you would figure that they're going to focus everything on Tyreek Hill. But Richard Sherman is not exactly an ideal matchup uh, against that speed no. for all of his talents. Nobody is. I mean, that speed is it's just ridiculous. And it eventually look, it's a, it's a home run hitter, right? It's that's what Tyreek Hill is. He might strike out. You know, three of his four at bats, but that fourth at bat that comes late in the game when there's two guys on and the team's down one, that's that's what Tyree Kill can do. And you mentioned it with Richard Sherman, you know, that 
if there is, and like you said, we'll get into this, but if there is one weakness on that San Francisco defense, it's that they've been looking for that second corner. And Akella Weatherspoon's been benched twice in the last four weeks because they're trying to make him the answer, and he's not. So when you've got to commit resources and double Tyreek and probably double Kelsey as well, well, now you got one-on-ones for Sammy Watkins, for Nicole Hardman. And, you know, if you can buy that time, if you can buy yourself the time for that extra beat, I mean, they just have speed for days. It Those just three feels guys. like, yeah, that's exactly right. But getting the hand, the, getting the ball in the hands of that speed earlier in the play is, to me, feels significant. Certainly, It's not going to be the, I mean, the play that kind of maybe is the iconic play aside from the Patrick Mahomes run down the sideline at the end of the first half was him kind of clinching it with the deep ball to Sammy Watkins. I don't imagine that that's going to be there for them against the Niners pass rush. Well, unless you get them on their heels, you know, that's what that's you do. That's right. You, you get them on their heels with a lot of that. And I was doing um, the digital show from nine to 1030 Pacific with Marcel Reese. And he made a great point when, you know, we, we brought up, okay, how do they avoid not getting off to a third consecutive slow start? Um, and he said, run the ball and, but you know, which is obvious, right. But he said, but you know, that's not their identity. So what I'm saying is you can run that sweep action with Tyree kill and give them that shovel pass. It'll be cataloged as a, as a pass, but it's really a run. You can get Travis Kelsey in the run game. They've been able to do that. And that's how you get them off. You know, you run that pre-snap action. And when you think they're not going to toss it, here comes that speed of, of cheetah on that sweep and now Nick Bosa who's coming up field is frozen and that's what you do you try to get them off schedule I, I assume we'll see you know what that. I that is you know we can't wait we got to make our game pick now because we're trying to hint at things and, and we've already gotten too deep into it we've got it we've got to do it first a, a little self-promotion here we've been on a nice little run here with uh with great guests including Matt Money Smith one of our very favorites here the the virgin run of Brian Baldinger, he of the uh, the auteur and creator of Baldy's Breakdown, the best. broke it down for us <clears throat> why he picks the Niners in this one. Um, and specifically, it's because of that run game um, of the Niners against the Chiefs. And it's not really an indictment of the Chiefs defense. It's that the the easy assumption that, well, they, they stuffed Derrick Henry, ergo, they'll be able to stuff that completely different. And... Um, the it, because of the nature of what Kyle Shanahan is designed. This He's is brilliant. Not, this is not a matter of, yeah, we're bigger than you and we're going to truck you. See if you can stop us from doing that. That's not what the Niners are. No, it is not. You know here. what's coming. We're just better at doing what we do than you are at stopping it. It is the antithesis. Right. Of that, and I'm sure Baldy did it. Um, but everybody, you know, we've talked to over the last week since they knocked off Green Bay, they keep pointing to one play, and I'm sure Baldy did it as well. Third and eight, high red zone. I think it was from like the 38 or something like that. That trap they ran uh, that went 35 yards, I think it was from the 35 for the touchdown to Mostert. That is just a, um, I don't know, if I, for lack of a better term, just a balls out boom or bust call and it was certainly something that Kyle Shanahan saw on tape and said I know exactly how this is going to work they're going to be rushing to from the outside Staley's going to kick out and there is going to be a lane as wide as an interstate for Mostert to run through and no one would ever think of that but and this you know because we're here in Los Angeles we've heard so much about in there and look rightfully so the celebration of Sean McVay as the play caller it's Kyle Shanahan 
you know, Sean McVay is part of the Kyle. I've said it so many times, and I, I think for whatever reason, it keeps getting overlooked. People talk about Kyle, you know, Sean McVay coaching tree, you know, LaFleur and Taylor. No, it is the Kyle Shanahan. McVay is in the position he is in because of Kyle Shanahan. And if you talk to people in football, they will tell you he is one of the brightest offensive minds in the game, uh, perhaps the brightest offensive mind in the game in a conversation with Andy Reid and what he is able to pick up. And you're getting those stories this week. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been most. I think it was Mostert that shared it and said that they go to all the meetings um, that Ma Manuel Sanders said. He's like, you know, I showed up here and next thing you know, I'm sitting in the quarterback meeting and I'm in the running back meeting because Kyle wants you to understand every part of the play. So I know why. George Kittle is blocking this way and what might be a responsibility for me if the play gets extended. And he said, I've never been in anything like that before. Mm. And it's clear the impact that it has had um, when you can have someone like Raheem Mostert on his seventh team <laughs> go for 220 yards and four touchdowns yeah, you think in the it, NFC Championship Did game. Raheem Mostert suddenly find a different level right. of talent or is it, did he get dropped into a great situation? And good for, good for that guy um, specifically, but that's right. And um in fact, we, we've been talking about that a fair amount this season, haven't we, Spaghetti? That Sean McVay was getting all the – was in the spotlight for the last 15, 18 months, but that's part of what we said back in August and why I picked the Niners, that Kyle Shanahan is about to remind everybody who the real genius right. in the division and one of the great offensive minds in pro football is. Yes, go back and listen to Baldy and also track down. It was just a gangbusters hour from somebody who knows what goes into Super Bowl week, what goes into Super Bowl Sunday, and what's further. He's a, a delightful figure to bounce off of. But we also broke down the 10 best and the five worst uniform matchups. We also did do's and don'ts around Super Bowl week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me interrupt you real it's quick. Chris Just, Long, and I want you to I want everybody to track it down on YouTube. It's on the NFL page. It's called uh, uh, Super Bowl Do's and Don'ts. It's great ten minutes with uh, with our guy Chris Long. So please check it. So out. just real quick on Baldy, and if you're not following him on Twitter and you're not watching the breakdowns, why you have to? So I call games right before I got the Charger job. Baldy and I were a team. You know, I we would travel to an NFL city and call whatever the game was. You know, Chiefs versus Giants, uh, Jets versus Dolphins. You know, we'd be in a different city every single Sunday. And Baldy would have done a college game for Fox the night before, um, usually like a Mountain West or a Big 12 game. And he would figure out how to get to this NFL city the next morning. And he would roll in. And, you know, when you call a game, you have what's called a board. And I'm sure by now with the Internet, people have seen it. You know, for me, it's a it's a legal size manila folder that I put stickers and information on that tell me who the players are, what their stats are, maybe a couple nuggets if it gets to be a blowout. Baldy rolls in. And this is terrifying as a play-by-play -play guy with nothing, okay? He, he rolls in. He gets the, the card that the team provides you. And uh, that's what he uses just to make sure he's got his numbers and names right. And I'm telling you, I can't get to anything on my board because he has already got it all committed to memory. Uh, like, I'll assume that I'm going to be the guy that comes in and says, you know, we're here because we did that Green Bay-San Francisco game, the Kaepernick-Rogers game. He and I did that game together. And I'll never forget, like, I have all these great Kaepernick nuggets and stuff. And, wow, and that's Baldi's awesome. just busting them out off yeah. the top of his head. The man has got a steel trap for a mind. And much like Sean McVay remembers all those plays, his recall is uncanny. He will tell you about a play that happened in week seven when we're doing a game in week 16. Hey, you know what, Matt? This reminds me of week seven when we were doing Bears-Lions. You remember, uh, Lions called this play, and it worked out this way, and I wouldn't be surprised if he looked at the tape of that play and this opponent, and that's what led him. 
it's crazy what that guy has in that brain of his and why he's so good. I, so many people try to do the film thing. Mm-hmm. Baldy's different because if it, he's forgotten more about football than we'll ever know. And, he is. And well, I can't, listen, I can't celebrate him enough. Well, it was it was such fun to kibitz with him here in Studio 66, and he and I had a great time with a bunch of other people, including Daniel Jeremiah, um, among other guys. We got together. A few weeks back, and we did a little what if in. I love the, you know, I love the NFL. Oh, the we did an we did an expanded version of that. Matt Money Smith was on the road, so he couldn't join. But of course, we would have loved uh, you to be there as well for that. But we'll chop it up, and you'll see those as soon as we get into the postseason or into the off season with Baldy and company. We we address all these, uh, you know, these uh, iconic moments in pro football, and we ask the what if we flipped them question about a lot of them. And he was tied into a lot of those with the Cowboys and playing against you oh, yeah. and Steve Young and everything else. Um, but I can't imagine Matt Money Smith and Brian Baldinger. I can't imagine more fascinating conversations oh, just... that would be had between, uh, between <laughs> I, those I would talk two about mascots. And he, he wouldn't even let me have that. Like I would be like, uh, yeah, you know, small school Wofford. And he would just he knew where I was going to be like Terriers. I was like, come on, just just give me something. Let me have the mascots, Baldy. You can have everything else. Just we let are, me have the mascots. We are in a great run of – I've long summoned uh, Dos Equis to step up and sponsor a series called The Most Interesting Man in the Football World. And Baldy and Chris Long and Matt Money Smith, all three football oh, men, I don't belong in that would, conversation. Be, would be interesting to, to listen to their tales and everybody do their own little bio. Step up, Dos Equis, you know? I'll yeah. finish with this. And I know it's a lot on Baldy. Baldy had to catch a flight in D.C. And it is anybody who's ever been to a Redskins game knows it's the worst parking lot. It is it is reminiscent for anyone that's ever been to the Rose Bowl and knows what a nightmare that is. A one laid road out in only two spots, three spots. Uh, it'll take you two hours to get out of the Rose Bowl. Same thing with D.C. Baldy had to catch a flight and the parking lot was a disaster. <laughs> he somehow convinces a policeman on a motorcycle to let him hop on the back of his bike because the cruisers can't get out because it's backed up both ways. He gets on the back of a motorcycle so he can split traffic so he can get out and make it to the airport. He had somehow like called this is before Uber and all that. So he like gets on the horn and he like aligns a limousine to be waiting at this particular spot outside of the stadium so he can get to the airport to catch his flight and he convinced the cop to let him hop on the back and put his arm around his waist and just zip on out of the stadium so he could make his airplane. That, see, that it's is, the best. That's baldy. It's that, the best. That is that is hanging around and being in his orbit for any amount of time um who money leaving out everybody who've already called a a a game with so tip of the hat to baldy and uh daniel jeremiah and the rest pick your three-man booth you're on the play-by-play who would you most enjoy doing that with well you know just to be a, a name dropper you know um we've had a chance to catch up with tony romo for the national games um you know the last the last two actually last three years i've had a chance to spend time with with uh tony in the booth he is fascinating like when he's and he's such he, you know everything you hear about him is is true he's, he's a very kind guy but we'll do the interview for the pregame which is like five minutes we'll end up talking for 15 minutes and he is just fascinating we'll talk high school sports youth mm. sport i mean he is someone who can as you like to say kibitz on on anything so well, our guys are mutual pals, uh, uh, cousin Sal and Jimmy. Yeah, they sing songs about Romo, about what fun he is, and playing that. A great story about Romo is, I think, is he to get ready before he went in an audition to become a uh, an analyst. He said, you know, how do I, how do you get the 
um, rhythm of getting in your commentary between the plays, and Kimmel had the good idea um, to do it on Madden. See that timing will probably that rhythm will be there for you. Look right. at the play and then do it. And uh, and within 45 minutes, Romo was online playing. You know the people who are diehard Madden people who who destroy most people, and Romo was beating them just like, oh, that's not a good play design. Like he's not a video <laughs> game so guy, good. but he he was enough to just eyeball like, oh, that play won't work if I do this to you, kind of thing. That the it's brilliant just to be able to break it down on site like yeah, that. Romo anyway. would certainly be one. Um, I loved. I, I also enjoy. Again, and I think a lot of it has to do with what the chemistry is in a booth. I love when we have games with Troy Aikman as well. He is fascinating mm. um, when we are off the mic and just talking. Um, another guy, who's Chris Collinsworth as well. I mean, I'm pointing out all the obvious guys, right? But I'm 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 lucky, you know. I D- DJ is is as brilliant a football mind as you'll ever be around, and I get to do games with him every single week. And it is hard to measure up. It's look, I, it's it's. It might sound crazy and I'm just being nice and stuff, but it's true. Like he is so freaking bright and recognize like that's what's crazy when you do play by play. Right. So all I do is describe what's happening and try to make it an interesting description for you to a in your mind's eye visual. Well, if it's that happening. easy, maybe me or spaghetti there can take go. over a few weeks next season. I, right. um, but what what he sees is not what we see. Like what those guys that are at that level have done this and watch so much football can process over the span of those three to seven seconds is remarkable. Like they will be talking about a guard that is pulled and picked up an outside blitz or a running back while at the same time telling you, and you know, there was a great crossing path on the left side and the tight end, you know, he probably could have thrown the flag as a chip, but I think he sold it really well. And that's what sprung him to get to. And by the way, the safety missed that assignment because he should have come just like, what, what the hell are you watching? How is it possible to have your eyes on the field and see all of that? And, you know, DJ's always polite and kind when he says, well, you know, your job is to follow the ball. You know, I have the, I have the luxury of being able to have you call the play and I can go back and watch the replay so I can watch all the things I need to watch, but you need to follow the ball and tell the people where the ball is. So it's different for me, but it is remarkable to listen to the guys. It is. It is. And you know what, as that takes us into, uh, to our Super Bowl 54 pick, that is everything for the 21st century quarterback is it's smart, but it's a different kind of, uh, Right. It's not necessarily book smart or otherwise. It's the ability to process it, to drink in the entire um, the entire situation, play after play and do it in a split second and decide. Yeah. Now that's where I'm going to throw. And I'd add uh, Tony Baselli into that. Oh, Baselli. I love Baselli's analysis. He is fantastic as well. I wish that I would love to see Romo if he goes to ESPN and goes to Monday Night Football. I've been pushing for this for a long time. Ryan Clark, talk about a, uh, an interesting uh, character who's funny um, and knows what he's talking about. I'd love to see him in there. I think an all-time one that I used to call for um, back in the day was because they seem such like like such different human beings, but um, at at the top of the head coaching profession at the time when Parcells was calling action and Jimmy Johnson's in the Fox. Imagine if you had you and on either side those two guys They're because ridiculous. they see the world, right. They see the football world and the regular world pretty differently, I assume. And there is something fun about having someone who has seen that much football 
and then the recall and, you know, how far back they can go when they're talking about, you know, what this reminds them of or what, what this, I love. this yeah. is, you know, this is a derivative of, you know, something that you may not remember because it was 40 years ago. But they're, you know, because, look, football's all recycled. There's nothing new. I mean, it's it, it is, the, the game is, I mean, my God, they're running the freaking wing tee, basically, in that's Baltimore. A, so That's it's, exactly right. And look at who has made it to the Super Bowl, the defense-dominant 49ers. And, uh, and you know what? From another era, I keep saying it. I'll say it one more time here. Mahomes equals Marino and the same set of issues. The only difference is Mahomes has that high-end speed to target that. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not diminishing Mark Clayton and Mark Duper, but they're certainly not Tyree Kill and uh, and Travis Kelsey and the rest. All right, let's get to it then, Eddie Spaghetti. What do you think? Should we do it here? You ready? Super Bowl 54, the Red Challenge flag picks. Red Challenge flag picks. Only question for Super Bowl 54, is it 49ers red or is it Chiefs red? As you Mm. get ready or not to throw the red challenge flag, Mm. it is the Kansas City Chiefs. 50 years, half a century after their last Super Bowl visit and hoisting of the Lombardi figuratively, because I don't know if there was actually a physical Lombardi trophy at that point against the five-time champion, San Francisco 49ers, Montana, Young, almost Kaepernick, Garoppolo, <laughs> Matt Money like Smith. Is it Garoppolo? Well, it's a question. Choose. I'm taking the Chiefs. Bang! I'm taking the 49ers. Eddie Spaghetti, you're going to eat the flag and take Mahomes and company? Strictly because I made the Chiefs prediction in the beginning of the That's the stupidest thing ever. I got to stick with it. Everything changed. No, you don't. No, you don't. Man of my word. No, you don't. You can I, change. Look, I heard, it's okay. I it's, heard all like, week. I don't understand that. Well, I made it at the beginning of the season, so I got to stick with it. No, you don't. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say Alan Dershowitz changed. You can change. <laughs> to, uh, quickly, in my, uh, Shaq was talking about what, what uh, uh, Baldy was saying with the how devastating the run game is with the 49ers, and they trap people. They call it like a picket fence, and I'm like, man, I probably should have taken the 49ers. They're a complete team defense, this and that. I think Jimmy G is actually much better than what people give him credit for. But he, Baldy did say the one anomaly is is Patrick Mahomes just the greatest and goes above and beyond that. And I know that he actually fared pretty well versus top 10 defenses. So they'll contain him to an extent. He'll just find a way to just be ahead of them by a little. So I'm, that's why I'm going to stick with it. Well, all right. Since I threw the flag, you get I, to start. I will begin by saying these things. Yes, I could look like a buffoon by the seven minute mark of the first quarter because it is absolutely plausible that but not likely well i I don't i don't think it's likely i could see it being 10 nothing i could see it being 14 nothing chiefs if they just jump them i mean the reason if you abide by recency bias well the chiefs have been the team that isn't getting out of the gate hot but if they change that and andy Reid, as everybody loves to point to two weeks to get ready and all of that um there's there's a chance of that. And by the way, wh- what is the, you know, listen, it's not, let's not make a big deal. It's not an egregious weakness on that 49ers defense, but because they've been in the lead and then the second half and teams are throwing on them more than they're running at them. So that impacts um, some of those uh, run defense stats. I could see Damian Williams playing some sort of a role in this game as a result of that, because the assumption has to be right. I mean, isn't the assumption that 
it's it, Mahomes. The best way to slow a pass rush is to run right at it. That they that they kind of need to do that at least early on and and, and test that. And I or would maybe be, it's Shady McCoy. Maybe be, they got those legs all fresh, and that's why he's been sitting be out. A fun story. Make down. sure the old man is in perfect shape when Andy Reid unleashes. Can I tell you something? If Shady McCoy went for triple digits and a touchdown Ooh. or two and somehow left there with a Super Bowl MVP, even if he didn't get a Super Bowl MVP, I think he goes to the Hall of Fame. That's I think that's the those are the stakes for totally one, plausible for one shady McCoy. Now, if we're already talking and I know some people out there get very upset, who cares about legacy and narrative about who the person is and everything? This is a critical game. Just three seasons in two as a starter for number 15 for the Chiefs, because Listen, that uh, I never understand, uh, you know, the the people who love sports but don't care about the LeBron versus Michael Jordan debate, and you know, obviously, people are bringing that up in basketball. T- I, I mean, I don't, I don't get why that's not fascinating. I don't know. It just, it's not. It's, it's the it, yardstick. It's, it's how you know. But it where- can be either. It can be like there's there is no winner. There is no winner that's in that why conversation. It's fun to talk about, or that's why it's annoying to talk about because there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. You understand that debating the the here and now doesn't. You don't know either until the game is played. Yeah, no, I no, understand right. that, but so, the game is going to be played. LeBron versus Michael will never be played. Montana versus Mahomes versus Marino will never be played. You stink. Yes, now I do. listen to me. But I'll talk about I'll talk about Mahomes versus Garoppolo, or more likely. Let me Mahomes tell you the stakes. Let me tell you what's a cynic, a cynic Matt Money. What's at stake for a twenty-five-year-old? Well, I mean, a great deal because this game will not exist in a vacuum. It's very similar to Dan Marino, right? In his second season. That's exactly right. See, look, now you're already seeing. I can appreciate now you're history. Coming around. Imagine the pressure that then goes on to Patrick Mahomes. If he loses in this Super Bowl, all of a sudden, fair or not, people will be talking as soon as Monday and certainly when things kick off in 2020. Mahomes is great, but okay, you know, year four now. When's he going to get it? We and already then, had it with Lamar Jackson. And then when the we, playoffs we come around. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and then when the playoffs come around in 2020, assuming the Chiefs are in those, can, is this the year that Mahomes, can he take them? Because he's failed. He went, he got them far, but he didn't get over the hump. And does he want to be the next Dan Marino? And as far as Dan Marino goes, Super Bowl 19, his second year as a, as a, uh, a starter, um, didn't start uh, a ton of games in his rookie season, but nevertheless, the uh, his second year as a starting quarterback has the gangbusters year and gets to that Super Bowl against Montana and the number one defense. And I will say this one more John time. John Riggins in case is you still running. If you haven't listened, what are you talking about Riggins? What's Riggins have to do with anything? What in do you which, mean? In which one? In the isn't he the one that ran all over Miami? No, no, no. That's not that's, that's David Woodley. David the late, Woodley, the late David there Woodley. There you go, David Woodley. David Woodley. That's seventeen. But right. then in nineteen, nineteen is back. when Riggins went crazy. Imagine that you. So I was a wee lad in Super Bowl seventeen. Right. They get to the Super Bowl with David Woodley and, and Don Woodley Strzok runs. playing some some relief for him. Right. By um by the next year by by the next spring they're like yeah we got to the Super Bowl first round pick oh Marino's there yeah let's transform this team right um so they so they take Marino in that spot but okay they lose that Super Bowl and and the stat that I keep pointing to um over and over again and I'm I'm pleased as a vain person to hear that a lot of people have been picking up on this in these last few days now is history in the Super Bowl suggests or doesn't suggest it tells you that um 
when a top one or two scoring defense or total defense plays a top one or two scoring and or total offense, the defense has won, I think, nine or maybe 10 out of 11 times. The only anomaly there, Joe Montana, 55-10 in Super Bowl 24 against the Broncos. And it transcends the generations. It is not like, well, in the 80s, things were different. This starts in Super Bowl one. It goes all the way. The most recent example is Patriots over the Falcons in 51, I think is the most recent one. Um, so history does not favor Patrick Mahomes going against this high-end uh, Niners defense. I think practically that, as as I say, yes, it is all about speed, and yes, if they can get the ball in Tyree Kill and Miko Hardman's hands in what I guess we could characterize as uh, unorthodox jet sweep kind of stuff. But if if the idea is, hey, just uncork the deep ball, that's not going to work against this Niners defense because they do, as we always hear, the recurring theme in the 21st century for quarterbacks is, can you, no matter who the QB is, Tom Brady on down, can you get to him? with just four guys if you can if you can draw if, if there's seven guys clouding his line of vision that gives every human being on the planet including uh brady and i assume uh patrick mahomes unless he proves otherwise and i assume that nick bosa d ford and the rest will be able to give him enough trouble and combined with what i think the niners are going to be able to do on the ground against the chiefs I, I give it to the Niners. Final score from Miami. Niners, 30. Chiefs, 27. Who's the MVP in that situation? If the, much? Nick Bosa? Uh, maybe. In a, in a Richard Dent-esque uh, MVP. I, here, speaking of the Bears, um, it may not have been one versus one. And I'm not trying to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is Rex Grossman. But when you look at the way that offense is constituted, and granted, they have, we already, you know, mentioned it's a brilliant offensive play caller. So the mean Bears, already. The Bears Jimmy did G. not have that. But you had uh, this super talented offense led by arguably the greatest quarterback uh, going at the time with a ton of talent around him. Now, interestingly, of course, uh, you know, Joseph Adai ended up having the game of his life, and that's why they ended up winning. But I do think there is something to be and said. And Dominic Rhodes. And that's who it was. I'm sorry. It was Dominic Rhodes who, uh, right? Was it Dominic Rhodes who yeah, ended up? Should have been the MVP. Should have been the really. MVP instead of Peyton, right? It was Dominic Rhodes. See, I'm getting it all wrong. Although I'm all messed up on the Riggins thing still. It's still spinning in my brain because it was Riggins that beat Marino, right? No, Riggins beat David Woodley. They beat David Woodley. Yeah, right. that was Joe Theismann. That's 82, and there that's a great go. team. And then the following season, there we go. they have a gangbusters offense that then gets shut down by so the Silver and Black, specifically right, Michael right, right, uh, right, right. Uh, Haynes and uh, and Hayes gotcha. shut down their the, the right. Smurfs. Now get so, that out of my brain. Sorry. <laughs> I just can remember hearing my old man Ralph, who was not happy. He had a, he was he. Let's just say he was a very big Dolphins fan that day, mm. and uh, I can just still hear him screaming in the living room. And at that point, I'm what probably eight or nine years old. There is no way that this guy is able to run like that against an NFL team. There is no way that this is on the up and up. There's just it's not right. <laughs> it's not right, Maddie. What this guy, Kev, Maddie, what this guy's doing ain't right. There's something not right about this. He shouldn't be able to do what he's doing out there. So it's just ringing in my ears. Ralph Smith screaming about Riggins. Sorry. I always like, well, Rig, it's right there. You can't spell Riggins without. Exactly. Right. So uh, <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is I do think that if you hang your hat on defense and you expect to win these games, 
you feel is like, hey, you know, well, all we need to do is get to like 21 points and our D is so good. Well, all of a sudden, when there's, you know, a 24 or 28 up there, well, now you're feeling pressure. And you're a guy sure. that has thrown 15 passes in the postseason, uh, did not get off to a great start, has a penchant for throwing picks, uh, and that pressure becomes immense. And you don't have Ezekiel Elliott or Derrick Henry behind you. And you don't have Tyree Kill or Sammy Watkins on the outside. Now you have George Kittle, but... Okay, if we're going to take away what they do best, you're probably going to double Kittle. That's the one guy you're not going to let beat you. Um, for sure. For sure. I well, think so. I think the running game. Look, but Juan Thornhill is not a. Yeah, that's a huge loss. Is, is, uh, it is, is a huge loss for the Chiefs. That's that's rough on them with Debo and Emmanuel Sanders. It's and they not are, as though the cupboard is bare no, in terms of the, the weapons that Jimmy G has. The, the, right? the, uh, what is underrated with the with the the 49ers is how well their receivers block, and it is it is not just the front it is wide receivers tight end that all contribute to that run game but if they fall everyone's like you know Chiefs they can't afford to get out to this slow start you know who can't afford to get out to a slow start the 49ers because they can't have Jimmy throwing it all over the yard that that, I agree. that can't happen um so you know I, that that's where I start right is do we really think if you think that the Chiefs offense can be slowed down then you obviously should take the 49ers and for all people I should be the one because I saw the Chargers do it twice this year uh, that Patrick Mahomes two worst games were against the Bolts he averaged 170 yards passing and I think his passer rating was over 40 points below what it was against the rest of the league why because Gus Bradley could get home with Bosa and Ingram and he never had to blitz he rushed with four and he could double Travis Kelsey he could double Tyree Kill and it mucked the whole offense up you would think the 49ers defense can do the same but and here's where this, you know, I keep going back to. But if two weeks, Andy Reid, he is the amount of pressure that offense puts on a defense is it's asinine. It just is like you when you watch all the pre-snap motions and you're seeing like I remember when I was I usually like to watch two or three games. I usually about maybe a game and a half, I'll say before I call a game just to kind of brush up on. OK, be on the lookout for this. And man, when you watch the screen pass game of the Chiefs, you will see Tyreek Hill floating out on like a bubble screen. You will see the back holding in and then releasing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Travis Kelsey just spinning around, having let his block go. And it's just right there, and it goes for 30 yards. And there are a million of those plays. Like mm. the pressure that that guy puts on a defense is unlike anything else you see in the league. I combine that with the talent of Mahomes with just the speed. It, it's you know, and, and it happened in week 17 against the Chargers, right? The defense is playing great, and they just chip, chip, chip. And next thing you know, boom, Tyree Kill on, a, on an over route on their three-by-one with Kelsey on one side and those trip receivers with Tyree Kill on the inside breaks off that post, and he's gone. And it's like, damn it. We, did, we You know, we've held it close. It was 17-10, and then there it is. And the next thing you know, it, it's five minutes later, and they've it, scored three more times. It's funny, and I don't want to jam in a, uh, you know, uh, the the um, sad news uh, that obviously st uh, started this whole week off in sports and beyond. And I really am amazed by how transcendent Kobe Bryant has been. But Jimmy G is – there's nobody – that if anything, there are doubters, and he has to overcome I'm one. the mountain of doubt I'm a, I'm a doubter. about him. Patrick Mahomes goes into this game as the guy <clears throat> understanding he's got to do it. That's pressure. I think what has struck me most about, uh, about Kobe this past few days has been 
um, the the peer, and I, I keep saying peer, and peer isn't quite right because he is contemporary above. Yes, professional athletes. This seems to <clears throat> be hitting the athletes of the 21st century in a way that when most athletes pass uh, pass away before their time, that it hits most fans. Players are fans of Kobe in a way of that. <clears throat> and it's because of the work ethic you keep hearing about everybody, the, the, the legendary work ethic. Um, and that's one part of it. But and it's he was all, there, Michael Jordan. It's also right. I think athletes and their age, I'm saying their age group. Kobe was sure. there, Michael. I think people revere. I think athletes themselves revere the guys, <clears throat> not who are just swagger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, spaghetti. Spaghetti's laughing at me. Yeah. But don't forget, as he wearing, should. Don't forget, you're wearing that hat. As he should. I would have. I would have kind of covered you there, so you could have taken a sip. But I was enjoying it too. No, no, no. That's fine. It's the kind of guy. I, am. I think I, the <laughs> thing I always <clears throat> there. There it's back. Hey, coming. I'm not choked up, by the way. Which was fine if you are choked up. But I. But I happen. I don't know why I uh, have something in my. Your throat, body's trying I, to tell you something. Hey, hey, check. Listen yeah. to your emotions. Okay, it's okay. Okay. Listen to him. What I love is, and perhaps we'll have some underdog story, some Cinderella rise up like Timmy Smith <clears throat> against the Broncos a uh, couple few generations ago. I'm going to tell a story here real quick. I'm gonna, You're uh, going to jump in and I'm gonna save jump me? In, I'm going to jump in here real quick. You start yourself out. I'll tell <laughs> okay. you one thing. You, you said it, um, and here's two things about that, just on that same topic, is we had Eric Weddle on a little bit earlier this week. and he, uh, Oh, did you? He loves you and Petra. Love him. He's, he's a local guy. He grew up. He mentioned he was 11 years old when Kobe was drafted, and um, we asked him, you know, you don't often see, because football players, you know, are gladiators, they're warriors, you don't see them cite NBA players who are regularly pointed out as, you know, how does it go? It's like, hey, baseball player, you know, or what is it? It's a baseball player, miss a month, basketball, miss a week, football, miss a quarter, hockey, miss a shift. So you don't typically see that thing going downhill. But And you have all these players mentioning toughness, uh, dedication, warrior mentality. You don't see that with football players. And you saw a ton of it as it pertains to Kobe and that Mamba mentality. And I thought the most interesting story was one of the toughest guys in the NFL, Richard Sherman, who shared the story about his Achilles injury. And he said, you know, when I had my Achilles injury, he said the pain was overwhelming. He said, but the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, I, I remember watching Kobe shoot those free throws and walk off the court. And I was like, I got to walk off the football field. He's like, I don't want to because it hurts. He's like, but I thought of Kobe and I walked off the football field with that torn Achilles. And it, it I mean, like to me, that was the testament of toughness yeah, right. and how much they respected that guy in a sport where toughness is not regarded as something that is a that quality that they possess. Is something the way he has in uh, in his passing now that people are now um, from Gilbert Arenas uh, on saying, you know, I have to honor Kobe's legacy by uh, by doing some things differently in my life. Um I think from a sport, from a competitive standpoint, and and trust me, um, the thing that comes through among uh, 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 primarily um, when it comes to professional athletes is their swagger. Their self confidence is very different. Now, chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yeah, they were the most dominant kid growing up at playing any sport, and so this imbues one with the self-confidence that I can I can wreck anybody who is across from me. Then they get to the highest level, um, and they all have that. 
Kobe with the work ethic and everything else and the swagger undoubtedly and the trash talking and everything else, he wanted the ball. And like I always say, Tom Brady, the Cinderella story is always great. It's always fun. You don't expect that guy to be the hero, and he is neat. To me, the greater thing is when everybody in the arena, everybody in the stadium understands, oh, that guy's got to be it. The guy's on the sideline, on his sideline, on the other sideline, in the stands. That, well, if that team's going to pull this out, it's got to be that guy. And Kobe would do it over and over and over again. That's that 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 stands out and means so much to professional athletes. Um, it says so much about uh, about Kobe and you know not the, the game. And you keep hearing who cares? Like George Pop. I mean, like uh, Greg Popovich said, yeah, tough game. Who cares? Right. The human element is more important than the football game. I'm talking from an athletic standpoint. Patrick Mahomes walking in there. You got to win this game for us. If he walks out of there, having won that game, he is already now the face of the NFL, more so than he is today, uh, a few days before the Super Bowl. If he walks out with a Lombardi trophy and in year three, the sky's the limits for him. And I, I go back to Dan Marino in 19 and what could have been in Super Bowl 20 had he played the Bears again six, eight weeks after he beat them down in Miami, beat the uh, the undefeated at that point Bears. The, that 85 Bears team would be a footnote in history, kind of. I mean, the it's interesting what the 2019 Ravens have already become. They're already kind of right. so f- deep in the rearview mirror. What that means if Marino gets one chip early in his career, we would talk about him already. He's in the conversation for best ever. He might be the greatest player of all time. With that one, these games mean so much, and people want to debate. Um, oh, it's such a it's such a limited sample you're looking at. If Brett Favre doesn't throw an interception against Drew Brees in the Superdome, whatever that was, 10, 11 years ago, when he Brees then goes on and plays Peyton and vanquishes him, what are we? What what is the what's the story of those two guys? So here's here's if Brett Favre wins that Super Bowl. Oh, I understand. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Drew Brees is Dan Fouts. Oh, he's a great stats guy, but he never even never got to a Super Bowl. Bowl. I mean, that's so, that's what's at stake for these I, guys. Whether I you understand. think it's fair or not. Here's here's my here's where I find the flaw in that conversation as it pertains to this game, is you are having um, a conversation that you formulated in the future, in the present now. None of that applies. None of, Patrick Mahomes, that is the furthest thing from his brain. I guarantee it. He does not care about if I don't get this one, the pressure is going to be not even a remote. If in, in, on a list, on a legal pad, when you draw a line down the middle, what am I concerned about? What am I not? you got to get to page 50 before that's even on there. Do you really uh, think that that's absolutely. true? Absolutely. I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to pull the whole card of, you know, just being around these guys, but I see it. They like they they don't look past a play. No, I like, agree at this point in his career. But I mean, like, but I, ask the guy who hasn't gotten it. No, no, I know. Dan Marino in year 10. That's like, oh, man, am I not going to have yeah. him? I'm but that's a conversation you can have with Patrick Mahomes in 10 years today. He and this is where, you know, today it's just how am I going to get away from Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas and DeForest mm-hmm. Buckner and Eric Armstead and Deep Ford. And, and that's all they think about. And you know what? I think Pat Mahomes can. I think he'll figure it out. Conversely. When you got Chris Jones coming up the gut on Jimmy Garoppolo and he doesn't move like Patrick Mahomes moves, you got problems. You got problems because he's an Aaron Donald and he is coming straight up right in your face. And if you are doubling him, and guess what? Frank Clark, who's the most underrated pass rusher in this whole game, is going to wreck you because he's he's one of the best. So that's 
to me, like that's that's the bigger conversation is which of these two quarterbacks is going to be more affected by the defensive front. And as crazy as it sounds, because that six man rotation that they have, you know, with Robert Sala and the and the 49ers, it's going to be Garoppolo because he doesn't move like Mahomes. He can't extend plays like Mahomes can. He's, you know, a Kyle Shanahan, Mike Ro- Matt Ryan type, Kirk Cousins type drop stick throw. And when you got Jones in your face and he is as good at it as any tackle in the league. Man, that can that can wreck you in a hurry. Well, we could go on and on about this. I, I I mean, this was great stuff. Baldy with a great breakdown on that and really about the Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan side of it. Two geniuses offensively and who's going to win out and out scheme the other in the the opposing DCs. I mean, how important are quarterbacks? In, like, like how important are quarterbacks when it comes to victory? Are they number one? Because when you talk about the Jenga, you always say, OK, what do you say? So yeah, right. You say take, take the quarterback out of it. Who's the Jenga piece? We got Pat Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes as one of the quarterbacks, and the other guy is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo again. I mean, I'll debate QB wins as a stat. He has been in two dynamite situations. Seven touchdowns and six picks through six weeks of the season. Ah. Right, and that's where a lot of people focus. That talk about narratives. He Jimmy G's a passenger. Jimmy G's a passenger. Not for after that game in D.C. when they barely win it nine nothing. From that point on, Jimmy G was very he was good. good. He was very good. But he's not Pat Mahomes. No, he's not. I think the, 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 but that Chiefs the, defense is not the Niners. No, defense but the gap and, between those two quarterbacks is so great. Hey, to me, it is. I a love it. Has them. It's, it should be, it really should be a gem of a game. Uh, great stuff from Matt Moneysmith, as always. We appreciate you always making time for us all through the season. Red Challenge Flag picks one of the busiest guys going with his own four-hour radio show every day, and he's doing TV, and he's doing everything else, and he always I'll takes the it time right now. to talk nonsense with us. And uh, great Love it. work. Uh, I've been listening to you and Petros on Kobe all week, and uh, go dig up those podcasts on iHeartRadio, Petros and Money, gangbuster stuff from Money about uh, really an icon in, um, you want to talk about a sports town, the meaning of that figure for the last 25 years in the city, in the sports city that is Los Angeles, uh, really uh, hard to Hard to really put into words the significance in Money and Petros have done a great job of doing that. Um, And with that, I'll give you my final score one more time. 30-27. Money, you want to throw us a final or no? I'll go uh, 28-17 Chiefs. Ooh, not even that close. Mm-mm. Money, uh, Spaghetti? 24, 27-ish to like 20. They run there. Ish? 21. Yeah, what is ish? I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know they had an ish on the scoreboard. No, is that, is that in Miami? Way. You get an ish? Yeah, you get, I, I have no feel <laughs> for this game. I, I've been swayed by all the, the, the guests we've had on this show. It's, it's, it's a rough one. Give us a score, Eddie. Here it is. Breaking news. 27 Chiefs. Extra, extra. I know the score. See? From Miami. 27 Chiefs. I'll say Niners will score 17. Down Florida way. The red jerseys are going to win it. You didn't throw the flag, right? What did, did, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're with me. Okay. No, he, he I couldn't goes. remember. I'm like, no, he, he did. No, I don't feel right. good about it. I don't feel um, if you if if you can work in one more visit in the offseason, uh, we, we have some Kent Brown's mom's voicemail. Okay. Awaiting our ears. In the meantime, we'll cut it off there. Uh, again, please uh, go check out on YouTube the do's and don'ts 
of the Super Bowl with our guy Chris Long. Check out that whole podcast, why don't you? Baldy, great stuff. Money, hope your brain is now set for what should be a dandy Super Bowl here. Super Bowl 54 from oh, Miami. Can I plug it real quick? Real quick. Go. Watch me at halftime on NFL Network. Huh? How about that? Ooh. Flip on over to NFL Network. I'll be doing the hosting there. Mr. Yeah. Fancy what a great pants. time that's going to be. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe you could have a DiGiorno pizza. There we go. DDFP presented by DiGiorno. Stock up on DiGiorno pizza for the big game. And with that being said, we'll talk to you after Super Bowl 54 to try and make sense of all of it, mm. who the heroes, who the goats. And then we can talk about Pat Mahomes and, and we'll, how he's feeling. How about that? My biggest doubt about the 49ers. It's a great story. But Raheem Mostert, that's going to be the feature Jimmy back. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Talk to you next week. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more more details.